introducing the Rona Report. Black Box Radio has a Rona Report and we're just catalog the voices that's going through this event in our lifetime that is, um, it's, it's amazing, it's scary, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people have different thoughts of what it is, but uh, it, it's something that we've never experienced. And so today we have Kyle Burton, MD. But he is a, what do you do, Dr. KB? Tell the folks. So right now I'm a resident physician with um, with Johns Hopkins in the emergency medicine department. Okay. And how is that experience at this time? It's been very different than than what I expected. It's it's a very steep learning curve compared to med school. It's all about trying to learn how to practice the fundamentals of medicine that we were supposed to uh, really just get some ideas about in med school. And now we're trying to apply it, responding to traumas, responding to critical cares, uh, treating people for any of their ailments that that they've had that they might have seen a primary care doctor for, but this was this was a little bit um, too much of an emergency to wait for um, any kind of results from a, a primary care doctor. Sometimes we have people come in uh, with the ambulance and and we have to respond quickly to any of their, their issues. So it's, it's been very exciting. It's been very, there have been some low times and there have been some high times, but. How long have you been at, uh, in the, as a resident there at Johns Hopkins? So far, it's been nine months, so almost a full year. And you relocated from where? So for the past five years, I was in Boston, Massachusetts at, uh, at Harvard Medical School okay. and uh, doing a, a dual degree with uh, the medical school and the Kennedy School of Government studying public policy. Um, and this was a move that I made not only by myself, but with my then girlfriend, now fiance. Oh, not locking them, lock it down. Huh? I'm gonna go ahead down, and put a ring on it. I, yeah, as soon as we, as soon as we got here, I had to had to change change some things. <laughs> lock them down, Julie. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's up. So at Hopkins, I'm sure you see a lot of black bodies, of course, because um, you're in the over east, in the middle of a a real. <laughs> real black city. So the the flux now that's coming in the ER, of course, is pertaining to, I'm sure, a lot of cold symptoms and people feeling a little hysteria about what we're going through. So have you guys seen a steep climb of visits? Are you seeing a lot of patients that have um, maybe like symptoms or pre-symptoms? Because it's it's pretty asymptomatic between 14 days. Am I clear on that? Absolutely. Uh, It it could be people could not have... um specific symptoms to to the actual virus manifestation, um, maybe up to even, yeah, one and a half weeks, up to two weeks. Wow. But interestingly enough, we're we're seeing about the the same number of patients because there are people who would usually have minor, minor issues, um, like maybe have like a rash that they would usually they would usually go into the emergency room for, but they're staying home now. Because they don't want to go to other patients. But then there are those people who are now having like flu-like symptoms and uh, they they want to get tested. So they're coming in more often. So interestingly enough, it kind of balances each other out. And then we have patients who go directly to our tent. So the, the tent is the effort of the, the hospital to try to separate people who are only coming to the hospital for, for getting a coronavirus test, the COVID-19 mm-hmm. test, from the other patients who might be here for your typical symptoms that that we would see on an everyday basis before before this kind of swept the nation. Mm-hmm. It's a place where we have we have staff that are fully donned down donned down in in mask and um, yeah N95 mask and they they have protective gear on and their whole purpose is to make sure that they perform the test and um, provide 
the information to people when they when the tests come back. Uh, but yeah, they never come into the same part of the building that your the typical patients would come into. Which is excellent because it's like a triage area. So it keeps the separation going on, right? Absolutely. I know one of the big issues has been access to tests. Have you seen any movement in that in terms of increasing the availability and like determining like the criteria of who gets access to these tests? So unfortunately not. I mm. myself and, and my, my coworkers have been uh, pretty disappointed with that, actually. Right now, we are providing tests to people who have symptoms or are any signs of symptoms uh, are people who are in close contact with with family members, for example, who who have symptoms. Um, however, a lot of us providers would would like to be tested because, um, as you said before, Queen, I mean, it, it could be asymptomatic and we could mm-hmm. be spreading something that sure. we, we have. That's what's so scary is that healthcare workers have no propensity for um, self-quarantine or um, far dis- distances from distant social distancing. That's what they call it. So healthcare workers can't do that. So because the process is you have to touch people, you have to be around people, you have to hear what's going on. So, and no, and no healthcare workers are being tested. They should be pre-tested before they even are on the front line. I think that this response is, is, is scary because um, we're like working from the back of our feet. And um, I don't know um if this is going to change because you see like the, uh, the basketball teams, football teams, they're all being tested and they have money and you see certain people being tested and the regular, regular folk not being tested because of lack of means. And of course, the lack of availability and access. And that's always a problem when it comes to the black community. What do you see? Cause we're going to get off of COVID and just move into regular stuff. What do you see the next move for uh, Baltimore when it comes to addressing COVID-19 when it, as per like ER and um, the medical field at this moment? I'm, I'm really hopeful um, that we'll adopt some of the strategies that were, that were used and implemented by other cities, such mm-hmm. as the drive-through testing for asymptomatic individuals. Um, I, I'm excited about the rollout for some of these, these home kits um, mm-hmm. that are being provided. But I also feel like we need to have uh, a team of individuals who, who go out into the community and and seek out those individuals who might not who might not be living in a home, who might not um, not not be driving in a car, and and try to test them, um, just to make sure that we we get a better idea of just how many cases we have, because we don't even know what we're working with. That's the problem. You don't have a baseline. It's, it's scary. And then we're not even talking about homeless people. Um, right. People in look at prison. That is a hard place for a virus like that to be in. In a prison where people are in close quarters, group homes, foster homes. I mean, we can go on and on that it, this virus can proliferate so many different places. So um, it's something that, as a nation, we got to do better. We got to step up. Um, I I don't know the what we can do, but I know what we're doing has to has to be times two at this point. Because I think we, t- we took too long addressing it anyway. And now we're on the back of our feet trying to run. And I don't know if we're being successful because a lot of people, I was just listening this morning, um, out of 10 people in New York City and Brooklyn that they sent to the health department, they tested one. The other t- nine they sent away because they didn't have advanced symptoms. Advanced symptoms mean you're about to die. Am I right, Brother Burton? 
advanced symptoms mean that we we need to protect your airway very soon. <laughs> very soon, because it's not going to be good for you, right? It's not going to be good at all. So if they're waiting for that, for you to, that is the the way that you get a test, then people are almost at the end when you can actually get the test. That's a problem. The other problem is that um, this, this whole self-quarantine um, ideal is not being taken seriously by True. by, by uh, community members at all. Mm-hmm. Every day that I drive to work, I, I see you know groups of teenagers playing basketball on the course, which I, w- I would love to join them in if we were in a different time. <laughs> sure, sure. You're right. You're right. Um, and I even, let me ask you a question about me because I work out, I work out, but I don't, I have not been to the gym since the beginning of this month, since I heard about this, because I know gym can be a cesspool also. Um, I've been working out in a park where I go, I cover my face, I wear gloves, I wear two masks and I, you know, I just walk with weights and then I come home. Is that a problem when it comes to, is that something smart to do? I think it's very important right now to to get outside if you can. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a season that we, we don't know how long it's going to be that we're going to be cooped up in the house, in the apartment. Um, but as long as you're not gathering in groups. <laughs> uh, okay. So the park yeah. is fine if you're by yourself. and Because uh, I'm usually there by myself. Nobody's outside. Right, right. As long as you're not gathering in groups and, you know, you're not having, having people cough or sneeze. Right. Or, Y'all ain't standing around beatboxing in front of each other. <laughs> nah. Get a cipher. <laughs> nah, that's not going down. I got two masks on. I could barely talk. People looking at me like I was crazy, but I'm like, listen, you guys are playing around. They're in the park playing Frisbee. I'm like, listen, I'm not doing any of that. So, but okay. I don't know with all those masks on. <laughs> I had, two, right, I had right. two masks going. I wasn't playing. So, okay. So, and I'm going to do that after we get off. So, okay. What about your lifestyle? Has it stagnated your lifestyle? Um, are you self-quarantined? Like I heard a doctor, he's in the garage and his wife is with the three children in the house. He's self-quarantined himself away from his three young children and his wife. Are you doing that in your life? Is that going down at the Burton household? Well, it's, it's definitely something that we're, we're pretty paranoid about. Um, mm-hmm. I've always tried to avoid bringing my work home. Okay. Now it takes on a whole nother meaning. Um, so now going, coming back home, immediately taking off my scrubs and, and my shoes and putting them in a, a plastic bag, mm-hmm. getting in the shower and decontaminating it. It's, um, it, these are steps that are, are, are much more important than they have ever been. And it's, it's also impacted the way that, um, we have family gatherings. Now we were supposed to visit my, my fiance's family this weekend, but because I might be exposed to, um, I might have exposures to, to the virus that her parents don't have. And sure. I don't introduce them to these exposures. Um, it's, it's made it so that not only can I, I not visit her parents, but because my fiance lives with me, um, she, she's been unable to visit. Um, her parents. Wow. Difficult for all of us. Yeah. It's, it's really shaking the patterns that we usually, you know, even with our families, you know, and, and if you have a certain employment, then you're out there with people. Nobody wants you around. It's like, you're the, <laughs> you're the virus, like stay away. Right. You mess around and just <laughs> sneeze because you got allergies. It's on. Everybody it's on ready. The They're ready to beat you down. Oh, don't, don't let me, don't let me cough or sneeze in public. <laughs> oh my God. I, that was the truth. I've seen so many memes on that. You know, somebody, somebody sneezing, everybody just clear the street, clear the freaking room. But, right. but I get it. You know, I mean, this this thing right. is serious. Okay, so you have done a little different things at home, also. Absolutely, and and it's um and 
fortunately, I, I've been able to um, just check in with my family. My family's checking in with me because they they know the toll that it that this experience takes on healthcare providers, and they know that I'm new to to being a healthcare provider. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's it's changed a, a lot about how we how we talk about the the next time we'll see each other. It's um, now it's it's no longer something that we could just plan out. Um, we we don't have any expectations to see each other soon, so it it takes on a, a deeper meaning. It does. It does. The phone is big right now. They're going to have to do something with this Internet. I know everyone is on the Internet. <laughs> I don't Look know. Look at us. Huh? Look at us. I know. I just don't know how this Internet is going to be able to handle this flux. Do you work tonight, Dr. Burton? You work tonight? This is this is my first night off in seven nights. I actually just woke up at, at 1 p.m. Uh, from having a 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. night shift and, and a quick nap. Uh, oh, we really right. appreciate you now. You get right. That, that's why you answer Queen, Queen try calling you, disturbing your nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we're happy that you you answer because a lot of us don't know what's going on in the hospital, and I think it's so important that these hospitals are ha- have a separate triage area and they're really taking it seriously. But we need the federal government to step up and be of assistance, especially with the access to kits and. Um, and when it comes to the black community, it's even harder for us when it comes to this type of access. And I don't know how they're going to, if certain people are going to get these kids, but we need everyone to be tested. That's what really needs to happen. Got to re- We need to test the whole population. What do you think about that, Dr. Burton? I think everyone needs to be tested. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. It, it's, um, it's a shame that we, we didn't have the preparation that we, we expected to have. Um, because it sounds like they were having, uh, the administration at least was having briefings on this in January. It didn't take it seriously. Although if we would have taken it seriously, we, we would have, we would have had surely at least more, more tests than we have now. And we can't look in the past. We can only look in the future. Um, True. But now, now that we, we do have, uh, these suspected public private partnerships that are, that are being uh, promoted. Um, I really hope that we could, we can increase the number of tests that are available. We can make sure that they get to to the right, um, to everybody and not just a, a select group in the community. And we need to make sure that there's no like social status discrimination in those who receive the test mm-hmm. um, because everyone needs to be aware of their health status and everyone needs to, to know what to expect with, with, I guess the, the, the next two to sometimes four weeks, if they are found to have their, the virus. And the sooner we're able to, you know, find out if somebody has a case, the, the sooner we're able to make sure that they can recognize the signs that require immediate um, service beyond just self-quarantine. Because if, if somebody is to to have coronavirus mm-hmm. and they're to self-quarantine um, and then they're going to start having issues with um, like desaturation, deoxygenation, not being able to control their airway, and now they have to make their way to the hospital, um, there's going to be a delay in receiving the care that could that could really save their lives. That's true. And also, if we have a real quarantine of the whole, you know, of actually the region or Maryland or Baltimore City, then you will get stopped on your way to the hospital. You know, someone you can't just you might get there straight away and you might not. And ambulances are going to be everywhere. I mean, it's a lot to think about. I mean, you can think forward. If a person is in self-quarantine and they get sick and they got to get there and, and we have quarantined Baltimore that we can't come out the house. Then, if you're outside, they're gonna you're gonna either get stopped or you, are you gonna get there soon enough? It's a lot to think about. A lockdown would be good for some things. It, <laughs> it will. Be, it will. Would have the you know the the urge to see each other and and those those large gatherings that 
do increase the spread of the virus. But uh, yeah, you, you do have to wonder how is it going to limit um, the yeah the ability to seek care. Uh, That's and, my thing. Yes, and of course, you know people and until until or if you know these the funds are distributed among the those who are in the most need, people who are getting laid off, people who are not having jobs, uh, people who are not able to to go to jobs, even that don't require as much uh, human interaction. How are they going to support themselves <laughs> when? If there there is a lockdown, it's it's a lot it's a lot that has to be considered. Um, but I'm confident in the leadership of the city. Oh, okay. Well, you're the only one, brother Bert, <laughs> and you ain't been here long, so <laughs> I'm glad you're confident because I haven't seen a house door talk to the city yet. So I'm not confident. <laughs> so I mean, and I don't I don't know what their response is, but I haven't seen any. I've only seen a governor, and he's been very. Proactive, I give him that, but I haven't seen Baltimore City delegation say very much about what we're doing other than Jack Young. Um, I think the health SAR is actually a, a health professional and a scientist at some, at least in some way. So they should be talking to us more, I think. But, um, you know, it's not about what I think. Only thing I run is Black Black well, Radio. It, it, well, yeah, well, it is about what you think on here. Oh, that's what I said. I only run Black 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 Radio, so nobody cares what I think, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I'm just saying, just saying. All right, so we we we're almost out of here. Um, so what are you going to tell the folks? What give us a um, LWT? Give us something good for the folks to inspire them. Um, what they should be doing at this point? Because you are in the medical field, front lines, brother. Front lines indeed, front lines indeed, and I, I would I would hate to have to see you in the emergency room. Is what I what I tell everybody. I would I would love if we met out elsewhere, and and love if we we met in different circumstances. Um, but just know that the the healthcare providers in this in this um, in this city are definitely here for you, and, and not not just you know we have doctors, we have nurses, we have support staff in the hospitals who are um, desiring to take the best care of you, and um, but in the meantime, if you don't require to go to the hospital, um, if you if you could please stay home, if you could please avoid doing, you know, just things that are recreational, if you could avoid uh, these gatherings that increase the spread of the virus. I mean, we go into work every day to, to make sure that we're we're treating people who who get infected with the virus as best we can. Uh, and we're pretty overwhelmed um, with. Being able to not only administer tests, with being able to uh, provide treatment for people who who crash and and who would get advanced symptoms, and with uh, protecting ourselves, um, so it would be a, a great benefit if you if you stayed home unless you did have symptoms. Um, it would also be important uh, for for you to you know maintain hygiene, wash your hands as much as possible, uh, mm-hmm. check on your loved ones because in a lot of times when they're isolating, when they're uh, locked in the house by themselves, they might not have access to some of the food and, and groceries that um, that others have access to, and make sure that you could you could try to support for them um, as much as you can. But it's it's going to be a trying time. We're gonna we're gonna work our best to get through it and and have it bring us together. But right now we're we're not even we're not even in the depth of it yet. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. Exactly. Wow. All right, G. Got anything to say, Brother Burton? Let him get him a nap. I know he's tired. Yeah, well, well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and out of your day off to uh, 
connect with us and to share uh, your story and your experience with the community at Black Box Radio. It really means a lot for you to to do that because we want to hear from the voices of the people who are going through this historic event, as Queen said at the top. So I appreciate you being actually the first in this series that we're doing. And I yes. think we're starting out. We started out the right way. Back to KV. With our remote, um, with our remote interviews and and figuring out how we can stay connected with the community, so I really appreciate you for uh, participating in, in this um, in this project that we have going on here to speak to the community. I'm I'm honored to to have been selected to to, to speak to the community. I'm and I'm also honored to be able to have this community as my home. <laughs> So I'm excited to learn more about it. I'm excited to get integrated in it. This has been this has been a very tough situation um, having the coronavirus spread because I, I wanted to get out into the city as much as I can during the off days. But I'm, I'm excited to learn more about the city once this does pass. Well, we're gonna help you with that, Doctor KB. Already talked about that. We're gonna make sure you get acclimated with with the real B more. You need to hit some of that grind, bro. We're gonna give you some of that grind. <laughs> so we're definitely going to do that and, and we will talk I, I so appreciate this because this is definitely the kickoff that we needed so folks will get some real information from a health professional yeah absolutely I appreciate you all too for having this yeah, the community needs to know what's going on we do we need to catalog our voices so um, you have a good afternoon get some rest enjoy your day off tell Miss Julie I said hello sounds good take care now alright Black Box Radio we out we out